Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is March 11th, 2019. Even after all these years, I'm still a nervous flyer, and accidents, such as a tragic Ethiopian Airlines crash over the weekend, only make me more so. One point of tension is the landing. I've flown enough to know that the wheels go down three minutes before we reach the runway, but the landing itself is always a matter of speculation. Sometimes, even in high winds, it is silky smooth. On other occasions, it's a good deal bumpier. I remember one landing a few years ago, when a rather shaken flight attendant, rather than saying, Welcome to Detroit, announced... We have attacked Detroit and won. Friday's jobs report was essentially wheels down for landing on this long economic expansion, as the economy tries to navigate a smooth transition from 3% growth to a more sustainable 2%. However, given the volatility in the data, the passengers are undeniably nervous. Economic growth is slowing, but is it slowing enough to avoid inflation, but not so much as to threaten recession? The jobs report, providing guidance on short-term economic growth, long-term economic potential and wage inflation contains the most important set of numbers required to answer this question. The headline number from the report, 20,000 payroll jobs added in February, was shockingly low compared to consensus expectations of 180,000. However, this number should be considered both in the context of a revised, much above trend gain of 311,000 jobs in January and some weather effects. Our own model suggests that warm weather added about 10,000 jobs to the job gain in January and cold weather subtracted roughly the same from February. However, more importantly, big month-to-month misses in opposite directions is more indicative of a measurement error than a sudden collapse in economic momentum. That being said, there are other signs of loss of momentum, both in the jobs market and on the demand side of the economy. Over the last six months, layoff announcements have averaged 70% higher than a year earlier, and unemployment claims, while very low, appear to have stopped falling. Thursday's jobless claims numbers and Friday's jolts report should provide fresh evidence on this issue. On the demand side, this week's report on retail sales, inventories, durable goods orders and new home sales will be important. So far, dismal vehicle sales, elevated fourth quarter inventory growth and the impact of the government shutdown are all pointing to first quarter real GDP growth of less than 1% annualized. The decline in the unemployment rate to 3.8% was entirely expected, given the return of 380,000 furloughed federal workers. And if anything, the fact that the unemployment rate today is the same as it was last July is another sign of slowing labour market momentum. However, within the general decline in the unemployment rate, a sharp decline in unemployment among those who didn't finish high school was particularly notable, suggesting that employers are being less choosy in a thinned-out labour pool. In addition, the U6 unemployment rate fell to 7.3%, its lowest level in almost 18 years, as fewer people reported having to work part-time for economic reasons. This suggests that there is limited room for further declines in the unemployment rate, so new workers will have to come from an expansion in the labour force. However, in February, the labour force fell for a second consecutive month and is now up just eight-tenths of a percent year-over-year. Even this pace of growth will be hard to sustain, given an underlying growth of just two to three-tenths of a percent in the working-age population. In addition, recent statistics from the State Department indicate a continued decline in immigrant visas, further reducing the pool of available workers. All of this suggests that the economy will struggle to produce more than a 1% annual increase in the number of people working for the rest of this expansion. Real GDP per worker rose 1.2%, 
in the year that ended in the fourth quarter. And sustaining this pace going forward, along with 1% growth in the number of people working, suggests that long-term potential real economic growth remains close to 2%. On wages, the news was moderately positive, with the growth in average hourly earnings for production and non-supervisory workers rebounding to the cycle-high 3.5% year-over-year pace seen in December. There were some minor weather effects that depressed wages in January and boosted them in February. However, the really critical question is, given how long it has taken for a strong economy to produce any decent wage growth, what are the chances that wages continue to accelerate in an economy that is clearly slowing? For the Fed, Friday's report represented a validation of the January decision to put monetary uh, tightening on pause. At their meeting next week, they are likely to reiterate this decision both in the tone of their statement and Jay Powell's press conference and in their forecast of the federal funds rate for the next few years. We believe, barring some significant improvement or worsening in the economic outlook, the Fed will remain on pause throughout 2019 and will, as they have indicated, stop their balance sheet reduction in the second half of the year. This is a relatively benign environment for the bond market and could also be positive for stocks if the economy does actually manage to slow and not stall in the months ahead. However, investors will need to be particularly attentive to upcoming data. As in economics, unlike aviation, a soft landing is a maneuver that is often attempted, but rarely accomplished. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. The information provided is for general informational educational purposes only and should not be considered an individualized recommendation or personalized investment or other form of specific advice. It is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. You should carefully consider your needs and objectives before making any decisions and consult with the appropriate financial, tax, legal, or other professionals prior to engaging in any transaction or strategy. For specific guidance on how this information should be applied to your situation, you should consult the appropriate financial professional.